What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today with five players that you need to be selling before the NFL draft. I'm going to give an honorable mention as well. What you're going to notice is a theme with these players, but before I spill the beans, before we get into this, if you guys enjoy this video at any point, as always, please hit the like button. It helps us out tremendously and it helps us grow. Comment any of your thoughts down below. Even if you have nothing to comment, just comment that you enjoyed the video or any suggestions you might have going forward. Subscribe to the channel if you are new as well. We are trying to hit 10,000 subscribers ASAP by the NFL draft if possible. Now, without further ado, let's hit the intro. Now, before we get into this, make sure you guys, if you're interested in our Dynasty Rookie Rankings or our Dynasty Rankings in general, check out the Patreon is linked in the description below, patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange. Or if you want our Dynasty Rankings Manifesto, which includes our rookie rankings, our top 50 for Superflex and for one quarterback, our Dynasty quarterback, running back, wide receiver and tight end rankings, our top 100 overall picks rankings and our bucketed rankings by age bucket. That is available either signing up on Patreon or if you support our official sponsor, underdogfantasy.com, signing up and using promo code FSE when you sign up and first deposit will get you a 100% match back on whatever you deposit and it'll get you our Dynasty Rankings Manifesto totally for free for the entire season. So if, you, or if you're interested in that, go ahead and sign up on Underdog Fantasy or sign up on Patreon. Now let's get into the video. So as I mentioned in the intro, we have a theme with this video. And the guys that I'm selling, the guys that I'm looking to sell before the NFL draft are all the same position. They're all running backs. And the reason we want to sell running backs before the draft is because, number one, the running back position is entirely coaching dependent. So if a team uses draft capital, high draft capital, on a high-priority running back prospect that will heavily impact the current running back who we're talking about right now, their workload, then that's going to negatively affect their value, their perceived value, and probably their fantasy production as well. Number two, this running back class, while not a ton of elite impact guys like we saw in 2020 or even last year with some of the dudes that came into the league last year, it is very deep. There's a lot of guys that are going to go in the second, third, fourth round of the NFL draft. And there's a lot of, you know, mixture of talents between those guys, but it's going to affect the landscape of the NFL around the league with the backfields and the current dynamics that we have. And number three, the running backs that I'm talking about in today's video, they're not elite talents. They're not guys that can withstand a fourth round running back coming into their backfield. They're not guys that are um, when a fourth round running back gets drafted to that team are going to be just viewed as a handcuff. They are solid, but they are fragile in terms of their value and in terms of their role. So if something changes in their backfield and it's a big change that we have. It's going to affect their workload. It's going to affect their value. So last year, some of the guys that we saw that had a big time, you know, downtick and a big loser of the NFL draft at the running back position were guys like James Robinson. When Travis Etienne came to town, were Raheem Mostert when they drafted both Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell, were guys like Melvin Gordon when Javante Williams came into town. And then the year before, we saw in 2020, plenty of losers at the running back position. We saw Daryl Henderson uh, as a big loser when Cam Akers got drafted. We saw on Johnson as a massive loser when DeAndre Swift got drafted. Marlon Mack when JT got there. Devin Singletary with Zach Moss's addition. Ronald Jones when Keisha. Sean Vaughn was drafted. And even though some of these guys didn't work out, their perceived value at the time went down, which is what we're focused on right now. So you guys get the point. This position is very volatile. So everyone in this video that I'm going to talk about is currently a shaky starter at the moment. Now, number one, the biggest and most obvious example of this is Michael Carter running back from the New York Jets. Now I'm not going to shit on Michael Carter too much because I really liked Michael Carter coming out of UNC. He was my RB four in last year's class. 
and a mid-second round grade on Michael Carter from a tape perspective, from a profile perspective, which is about the same grade I have on Kenneth Walker and Isaiah Spiller right now, just a little bit worse than those guys. But he was drafted in round four of the actual NFL draft, which is not you know high draft capital, not a high investment into that player. And he had a promising rookie season, but he did deal with injuries and he wasn't you know lighting the world on fire. He is currently valued as the RB25 in dynasty formats right now, equivalent to about a late first round pick in this year's draft, a late first round pick in next year's draft as well. And here are some of the value adjacent players that you can get for Michael Carter if you're looking to sell him. Because it's one thing for me to say, you know, sell Michael Carter. But if you have no idea who to sell him for, then that's kind of mood advice. And I find a lot of people tend to do that. But on this channel, you guys know we give you examples of who you should be selling these guys for. So if you're looking to sell Michael Carter, the way that you shift from a guy that has, you know, fragile value if something happens in the NFL draft to a guy that doesn't have fragile value is either A, sell him for a late first round pick or a draft pick of some kind, or B, sell him for a wide receiver or for a tight end or for maybe a young quarterback or something like that. So a wide receiver like Darnell Mooney, Mike Williams, Chase Claypool, or maybe you can add a piece to get up to an Amon Ross St. Brown type, a Bateman type, a Marquise Brown type. And as you guys can see, currently on keep trade cut, you can see where Michael Carter is currently valued. So the guys that I just mentioned are realistic expectations of the guys that you could potentially get. There's a lot of downside to holding a guy like Michael Carter and holding a guy like anybody that I'm going to talk about in this video today. If the impossible happens and he makes it through the NFL draft without a major investment, like a fifth round, sixth round running back or something like that is all they add at the position. His value won't reach much higher levels than it currently is right now. He's currently the RB 25 in dynasty, but the highest I could see him going if they don't add anybody is like RB 22 or so where we have a guy like Elijah Mitchell, where we have a guy like AJ Dillon. He might go a little bit above those guys, but I don't think it's going to be a tremendous, you know, jump. He's going to be a top 10, top 15 dynasty running back. He's probably going to be around the same value level that he is if they add nobody. But the downside risk is that the jets have a stupid amount of draft capital, four picks in the top 40 overall, making them a real threat to take Brees Hall or to take Kenneth Walker or take a high-valued running back even in the third round like Brian Robinson or Zemir White or Isaiah Spiller with their 69th overall pick in round three. So you have to think in terms of range of outcomes, especially at the running back position. Running backs are just a, a bad investment this time of year. If you're looking for running back production to help fill out your roster, the time of year that you should be looking to get that is in August or during the season when we have injuries and we have uh, backfield shaking out. We know exactly what we're getting. So you have to think in terms of range of outcomes for running backs. If they add a running back to this backfield, he might dip to like a buy low status if people overreact to that uh, to that outcome at a later point in time. But right now is the time to sell Michael Carter while his value is still around a late first round pick. Number two is a guy who was actually my comparison for Michael Carter coming out of UNC in Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Now, it is no secret that Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been an unmitigated bust from a fantasy perspective because a lot of people drafted him over Jonathan Taylor at the 101 in 2020. So you may be thinking, why would I sell Clyde if he isn't worth anything? If nobody on the market wants to buy him? Well, what I did, I sold him in a league last year after his rookie season while he still had a lot of optimism because I didn't believe in what I saw in Clyde as a rookie because even when it seemed impossible, Clyde's value could still go lower than it is right now. It could still get lower than the current value that he has as the RB 32 in dynasty or about an early second round rookie pick in this year's class. As you guys can see on the screen, you can still get very useful assets for Clyde Edwards Lair and you can limit the risk that he becomes completely useless for your fantasy team after the draft. If the chiefs use one of their first round picks or their early second round pick or one of their two third round picks, on another running back to add to this core that already has Ronald Jones, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and a number of other guys. 
uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire right now, you guys can see, you can get some, you know, moderately useful pieces for your team. You can go out and take an upside swing on a guy like Gabriel Davis or a guy, you know, any young wide receiver that you really believe in that's around Gabriel Davis's value. You can go get an early second round pick. You can go get a tight end like Dawson Knox or Mike Kosicki. You can go get, um, you know, a third quarterback like Jameis Winston or Mitch Trubisky or somebody like that. Again, these aren't huge pieces for your dynasty team, but again, the downside risk of holding Clyde Edwards Hilaire through the entire draft is going to really, really rear its ugly head if the Chiefs draft a first round running back or a second round running back or even a third round running back to add to this core. And for those of you guys that still believe in Clyde Edwards Hilaire, please stop. You got to be early on these guys, which is why we at FSC were selling this guy last year. And he was my number one bust heading into the redraft season as well. We've seen guys like Daryl Williams. We've seen Jarek McKinnon, a number of replacement level running backs outperform, take carries away, goal line work, receiving work, snaps away from Clyde Edwards Hilaire for the past two years. It's very clear to me that the Chiefs don't view this guy as their long-term starter at the running back position. It's time to move on. If you have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, maybe you drafted him in 2020 and you're still holding him, get whatever you can get for him because I know it's selling low and, and it hurts because you invested that first overall pick or maybe you you know bought low on him last year for like a first round pick or something, but it is time to move on, get whatever value you can salvage for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. If nobody's willing to give you second round value, then, then fine, hold him. But for the most part, I think you're, you're going to find a truther in your league that'll give you a mid-second round pick or an early second round pick or a young upside wide receiver. And at that point, I would rather take the chance on those pieces. So number three, and this one's going to hurt also because a lot of people believed in this guy for a number of years, is Miles Sanders, running back from the Philadelphia Eagles. And this one is very similar to Clyde. Are there people out there who still believe in Sanders? Maybe, but there's not many left. And this one is a tough sell because the key here is to make sure that you can get out before he's virtually useless. Just like I said with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, in an ideal world, somebody gives you a first rounder for this guy, but I doubt anybody believes in Miles Sanders to the point that they're going to give you a late first round pick. Even if it's in like 2024, I highly doubt you would get a late first round pick in exchange for a guy like Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is currently valued at RB33, just behind Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at RB32 per keep trade cut, which is where all these values are coming from or an early second round rookie pick as well. And the same guys that you can sell Clyde Edwards Hilaire for is the guys that you should be looking to sell Miles Sanders for, a Gabriel Davis type, a Rondell Moore type, a Christian Kirk type. Or if you want to just go after draft capital, a second round pick in 2023, a second round pick in this year's class. This reminds me a lot, Miles Sanders, of the carry on Johnson situation a few years ago. Get out while the iron is lukewarm. Now, the saying and the expression is get out while the iron is hot, but the iron has not been hot for Miles Sanders for a couple of years right now. The trade market for Miles Sanders is warm enough to get something for him, but it is not hot. You're not going to get a first round pick. You're not going to get an elite upside wide receiver like you know Rashad Bateman or somebody like that. You don't want to be caught holding the bag. Flip that shaky running back prospect or that re- shaky running back starter right now into a second round pick that you can get a young upside swing at running back. Like you can get a solid wide receiver prospect like Dotson, like Bell, like Pickens, like Watson, or like Sky Moore. Maybe one of those guys falls to you. Or if you're in a tight end premium, maybe you can snag a guy like Trey McBride or a, a young quarterback if you're in a super flex league. Number four, Again, these are all following the similar theme. Rashad Penny, running back from the Seattle Seahawks. Rashad Penny is probably the guy that I think you can get the most for of these like shaky running backs because Rashad Penny obviously showed an elite ceiling. He was a league winner down the stretch for people in redraft leagues and dynasty leagues alike. But similar to what I said with Michael Carter, 
The Seahawks have plenty of draft capital. They have the ninth overall pick, the 40th overall pick, the 41st overall pick, 72nd overall pick. So that is four picks in the top 75 overall in a running back class that, you know, has some guys in it. And Chris Carson is a major question mark. So I do expect them to add somebody, whether it's a a third, fourth round type, or they go after a second round running back like Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller, whoever, with one of their picks in the 40s. It is unlikely, in my opinion, that they use a heavy investment at running back. But with Rashad Penny, we're talking about a guy on a one-year deal for an expected bad team led by either Drew Locke or a rookie quarterback that may add a running back of note in the draft. So that is a lot of risk factors. It makes me want to sell Rashad Penny right now while that memory that people have at the end of the season is still fresh in people's minds. He is literally valued right after Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Miles Sanders as well. So everything I said price-wise, Gabriel Davis, a young upside wide receiver in that territory, early to mid second round pick is what I'd be looking to get for a guy like Rashad Penny or hell, use these guys in a package deal to maybe tear up at wide receiver. Maybe you can go from Devontae Smith to DJ Moore and all it costs you on top of Devontae Smith is Rashad Penny or Miles Sanders or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That is something that I would be looking to do. Maybe you can get up to DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. So the last guy, like you probably are guessing, is another fragile job security running back two type. And that is Devin Singletary running back from the Buffalo Bills. Do I think that the Buffalo Bills will draft Brees Hall in the first round? Not necessarily, but I do think it's possible. I do think they're going to make an investment at the running back position. They don't have a lot of needs on their roster. And I think there's roughly a 50% chance they do somewhere with either their first rounder or their second rounder pick 57 that they add a running back to this running back core. Even if it's just James Cook in round three, it's something that hurts Devin Singletary because Devin Singletary, his value is solely dependent on the role that he has. His value is solely dependent on the perceived starting running back for the Josh Allen led Buffalo Bills. He is not, you know, a guy that is being propped up by his talent, even though he's, you know, he's obviously an NFL caliber running back. He's a, he's a fine player, but he is not an elite fantasy running back talent that we're looking to invest in, in dynasty. The bills don't have a lot of needs. Like I talked about, it's very possible that they draft a trench player, let's say in round one or something, and they go up in round two comes along and they package pick 57 in their fourth round pick. And they go up to pick 36 and get Brees Hall to fill out their running back core, fill out their offense and give, and give them a dynamic running threat that they haven't had in years outside of their quarterback. Josh Allen, his quarterback contract is starting to kick in now. He's starting to make 50 million a year, 45 million a year, whatever he signed for. So they're not going to want to have him running the ball as much as he has been the past couple of years because he is on the hook for a lot of money. And if that happens, Devin Singletary's value is going to tank from a mid to late second rounder where he's currently valued right now to a guy that is going to be valued as like a third round caliber uh, rookie pick. And Again, if you guys are looking to fill out your starting lineup, if you're looking at your roster and your contender right now and you have three great running backs but no depth behind them, do not trade for guys like Devin Singletary before the NFL draft. Wait until closer to the season to see how the backfields are shaking out, who got injured in training camp, who got injured in the preseason, and buy a veteran running back at that point in time because you do not need to field a starting lineup until September. There's no reason to trade for a guy who could lose a lot of value before then just so that you have you know, the peace of mind that you have a fourth running back that you trust on your roster. So do not trade for guys like Devin Singletary. Do not trade for guys like Cor- Cordero Patterson. Any of the guys that I mentioned, in today's video, you got to wait until closer to the season to make trades like that and using uh, 2023 capital, most likely, or other, you know, rookie and veteran pieces. So if you're looking to see what you can get for Devin Singletary, late second round pick, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods types at wide receiver, maybe you want to go swing at a young wide receiver like DJ Chark or Jacoby Myers or somebody like that. So that is what I'd be looking to get for those guys. And again, also swinging at tight ends and quarterbacks, not a terrible idea as well as draft capital. So the honorable mentions would also be quarterbacks, right? So Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, 
Um, I mean, if anybody believes in Drew Locke, anybody that is a bridge quarterback right now, Jared Goff, anybody that could have the threat of a rookie quarterback coming in, that is going to impact their perceived value as well. Now, it all depends on your league dynamic and how they value quarterbacks. If your league is a very heavily uh, quarterback valued league, then maybe you can get a late first or an early second round pick for some of these bridge guys like Mitch Trubisky and Marcus Mariota, because people know that they can run and they might be thinking, oh, I need a third quarterback for my roster. Let me go get a rushing threat like Marcus Mariota or Mitch Trubisky, sell them now if you can, because there's a good chance that, you know, the Steelers draft a quarterback or the Falcons draft a quarterback or whatever team, the Lions draft a quarterback, the Panthers draft a quarterback, if anybody still believes in Sam Darnold. So um, those are the honorable mentions. If you guys want to sell a current starting quarterback as it currently stands, because a rookie quarterback might be coming in to take their job at some point in the next year and a half or a year or halfway through the season, depending on how fast that rookie can get up to speed. So I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Again, I, I don't usually like being negative in videos and telling you to sell all these players, but this is why we're doing it, right? We're doing this because we're, we're trying to get ahead of the strategy curve. We're trying to sell these guys before they lose value because fantasy football, dynasty fantasy football is all about gauging what the market believes a player is. And what the market believes a player is right now is at their peak value. If a, a rookie running back comes in to take touches away from them or take their job away from them. So if you can capitalize on that, that is what we're looking to do. So if you enjoyed this video, as always hit the like button, Comment any of your thoughts down below. Let me know uh, future ideas for videos. We're always open to suggestions. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. And if you want access to my dynasty rankings, Danny's, uh, Danny's dynasty rankings, our consensus dynasty rankings, that is available one of two ways, like I said at the beginning of the video. You can either subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange, or you can go to Underdog Fantasy, our official sponsor, using promo code FSE. You can get a 100% matchup at sign up and first deposit, and you will also get our Dynasty Rankings Manifesto for the season totally for free as a thank you for using our code. So with that being said, guys, peace out. We'll talk to you soon.